Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us on the Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman. Next week, Roller Auctions having five auctions with over 3,000 items, including electric bikes, hardwood flooring, contracting tools, police evidence, and more. Get involved, get notifications about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. Time now for The Lead. The lead presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Von Miller said this about facing his former teammates, his former team, for the first time since being traded in the regular season. It's not like it's a revenge game, left on good terms, went on to win a Super Bowl, had a great relationship with everyone in that facility. I cried real tears when I left. To see that organization winning again and doing better is a real treat for me. He believes that. He means it. I think that Von Miller has a genuine affection and loyalty towards the Broncos organization. But generally speaking, not only did everybody like him, he pretty much liked everyone. Yeah. And very rarely do you have a guy who gets traded who will say it's not a revenge game. Think about guys who are bona fide stars, superstars, guys that are the focal point in a franchise that are as magnanimous and gracious with their time and affection as Von Miller has been and continues to be. Um, you run into Von uh, walking down the street. You're going to have about a 10-minute conversation with him just out of nowhere. I mean, he's that kind of guy. He's approachable. He's gregarious. He's interested in what makes you tick. He's... Um, He's appreciative and thankful for the time that he had here. He said yesterday, he said, hey, I had no problem with anyone there. I cried when I left. I didn't want to leave. And that's true. He didn't want to leave. It was good for the Broncos at the time, and it was good for Von Miller at the time. It was one of those rare moments where the franchise gets something out of it, and they're able to make a deal with the team that gets something out of it as well. Von Miller won a Super Bowl with Los Angeles and contributed mightily in the playoffs to their championship run. It's the way it should be, for goodness sakes. And the fact that we've never been able to get back together with him is is too bad, but it's fine at the end. I hope that Maybe something silly like the one-day contract or whatever it is is done. Vaughn should retire as a Bronco. Well, he will. Because it is in his DNA. He does. He's not a blue blood. He's an orange and blue blood. That's Ooh. Vaughn Miller. Yeah. He's a pleaser. Oh, my God. The, he's he the re- wants to be liked. Eric, he is the reason that my wife is a fan of the Denver Broncos. Why? Because she just connected with the personality of Von Miller. From everything to just his goofiness out at Dove Valley to the way to Von's vision and 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 the way that 
that whole thing developed, you know, from the way that he grew up and having problems with his eyes and glasses and the stigma of wearing eyewear when you're a kid. And this, I mean, think about how that stayed with him enough to start a whole foundation that helps kids with that. I mean, those are all things that speak to people. It spoke to my wife. And, and it's the reason that she really kind of became a Broncos fan. It's because of Von Miller. It's transferred over to Russ a little bit now, but not the same way that it was with Von. Von Miller is like the guy who's the most popular guy in school, and he is friends with everyone, genuinely. To the kid who nobody likes, he's friends with that guy. To the nerd, he's friends with that guy. To the burnout, he's friends with that guy. To the coolest guy and girl in the class, yep. he's friends with them. He's just got one of those engaging personalities that you that you just they're under that's undeniable. You feel better about yourself when you're around Vaughn. Yeah. Pretty he, remarkable. He has a lot of Nikola Jokic in very him, much. Where everybody likes Nikola because he is very self-deprecating. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't take a lot of things very seriously. I'll tell you who has grown into that role on the Nuggets, is Aaron Gordon. Think about this. Wasn't he walking home amongst the masses after what, they won the championship? Which, there's this, the story behind it is that there was so much traffic that he literally couldn't get his car out to drive. So he said, the hell with it. And, just, and, and it turned into one of the great bits of Denver sports lore. Right. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that on a night. And I remember the night. It was, I mean, so wonderful. But it was a warm, comfortable, mild night. And for him to say, the hell with it. I'll just walk home, be out amongst the people, stop, have a drink or two. I mean, how perfect is there are, that? There are certain guys who would do what Aaron Gordon did. And then there are certain guys who would not do what Aaron Gordon did. Von Miller would do that. No doubt. Nathan McKinnon would not. Oh, no, 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 no. That's not, it's not a knock. It's not a knock on Nate. That's just just not his way. It's not his personality. Uh -uh. Nope. Nope. And it's amazing that winners come in all different shapes and sizes. Nathan McKinnon is a winner, Mm. but he doesn't, he's not gregarious. No. Like Von Miller or Nikola Jokic. But, what do all three of those guys have in common with three different franchises? All of them have led their teams to championships. Yep. They all have championship medal in different ways. Right. Isn't that something? The Broncos got a second and a third round pick for Von Miller. Turned into Nick Benito and Greg Dulcich. In hindsight, was it the right move? Yeah. What they got in return. Sure. Of course it was. Now, with Dulcich... By the way, he's going to see somebody else about that hamstring. Yep. Sean Payton says he believes that Dulcich will play. Mm-hmm. We will see if he does play. Although he, he, he I'll tell you what, he, uh, that was kind of a flabbergasted answer. He was a, a kind of all over the place. He was more noncommittal than just a flat yes. There was some doubt in that, and and I think there is doubt with Dulcich uh, on whether or not he will play. But he is getting another another opinion because, remember, this is a guy 
that didn't have any soft tissue issues at UCLA. Didn't have them. It's only been the two years that he's been here in Denver that he's had this issue with the same soft tissue, a hamstring. Coming up after the break, Todd Davis, Super Bowl champ, joins us next. We're going to ask him, what is the difference between Peyton Manning and Von Miller? One guy beloved by everybody helped the Broncos win a Super Bowl. That's Vaughn. Peyton Manning, not loved by everybody, and helped them win the Super Bowl. What are the differences between the two? That's next. Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us, MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us, Roller Auctions Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman. Next week, Roller Auctions having five auctions with over 3,000 items, including electric bikes, hardwood flooring, contracting tools, police evidence, and more. Get involved, get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS. In the meantime, I really like telling you about Castle Rock Men's Health in Castle Rock and Aurora. You can go to either location. There are a lot of chop shops out there. What do I mean? They scare the hell out of you, tell you that you need testosterone, even if you might not. They scare the hell out of you. Uh, and make you feel insecure that you might have ED. Castle Rock Men's Health, they specialize in making sure your entire body and your entire mind is healthy. The guy you're going to meet with is Dr. Lee, a terrific guy. He spends the time, doesn't rush through looking at your blood work, and it is comprehensive. You have a meeting with him, and he goes over everything. He not only tells you what you need, but he explains to you why you need what you need whether it is testosterone, estrogen blockers, B12, they are committed to making sure that you are at your optimum health. And every time I meet with Dr. Lee, he makes me feel that way. And he has put me on the right track. I thought I just needed testosterone. I've been on testosterone for a long time. But there are other things that I need to be on to enhance that T that I take. Schedule your appointment today at crmenshealth.com. That's crmenshealth. Com. Time now for The Buzz. The Buzz is presented by Johnson Garage Doors. Fast, on-time, professional, same-day services. That's Johnson Garage Doors. Go to johnsongaragedoors.com. Let's go out to the hotline. I want to bring in our friend Todd Davis, Super Bowl champ with the Broncos. Joins us every Friday on the show. And his segment is brought to you by the Davis Fund. With that, good morning, Todd. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing great. Generally speaking, when a guy plays for a team for a long time, wins a Super Bowl, and I'm talking about Von Miller, if that guy gets cut or that guy gets traded, generally speaking, somebody the guy's ass is a little bit chapped because they feel the organization gave up on them. 
Von Miller talked to the media yesterday and said, it's not a revenge game for me. Hearing Von say that, I really believe he's telling the truth on that. You know Von as well as anyone. Do you believe that as well? Yeah, I definitely believe it. Um, I don't think it's a revenge game for him, but I do, I do think he wants to go out there and play really well. I would maybe have a couple of sacks under his butt against us, but I don't think he feels revenge. I think he's happy to play us again and be in front of our fans um, and put on a show. Todd, when you've got a player like Vaughn, what makes him so universally la- – I mean, who the hell doesn't love Vaughn Miller? It, it's not the way that it is with every player that you ever play with. Uh, you know, there may be some things that you really like, some things maybe you don't like as much. But why do you think Vaughn was is just been so universally loved, regardless of where he's gone, from Denver to L.A. and now to Buffalo? You, you, don't, you never get a guy saying a crossword about the guy. Yeah, I think he's just a great guy. Um, he was also he was just a great teammate. Um, he's the kind of teammate that you know brought guys into the fold. Whether you were a rookie or a practice squad player, like he invited you out, he invited you to his house. Um, he made sure that you felt like you were part of the team. Um, you know, Vaughn always got stuff at his locker from different um, groups of partners trying to send him stuff. The first thing he did was pass it out to everyone, or pass it out to uh, undrafted players or guys who are I guess low on the totem pole. He made everybody feel like you know they were important an important piece to the team. So I mean, that's why everybody loves him, man. He brings everybody in, and treats everybody the same, no matter who you are. You got a story about him that encapsulates who he is. Um, you know, I got a couple, but I think I just will point to the fact that um, you know we found out that we were cousins um, after my second year. Uh, my great grandfather and his grandfather were actually brothers. Huh. Um, I, and I think just him, you know, we were already good teammates, but then after that, we spent, like, Thanksgiving, and our families really got close together. So, um, you know, I've always had a love for Vaughn, and I think that, you know, finding out that we were cousins just made it a little bit That's cool. Bit so he got the good football genes. I mean, I got some good ones, too, now. Don't, don't, don't <laughs> That's on. right. That's <laughs> right. Come on, Todd. Stop pumping your own tires. Come on. Mm. Seriously? All right. Moving right along, let's talk about the game, and I'm curious to know your thoughts on this. Uh, The Bills held a players-only meeting for the offense. Josh Allen did not call this meeting. Stephon Diggs did not call this meeting. Gabe Davis did not call this meeting. Latavius Murray called the meeting. He has been with the Bills for less than a half, been with the team for less than a season. With that, what does it say about what's going on in the the, uh, Bills locker room that Latavius Murray, who has been rarely used, is calling a team meeting for the offense. I understand he's a veteran, but what does it say that he called it and not one of the other veterans on the team? You know, I think I can look at it two ways. Maybe the veterans on the team have been in similar positions where they're not executing the way they want to, or Josh is throwing picks, offense is not really clicking, but somehow, someway, they find a way to get it done, and maybe Latavius just isn't used to that, you know, method and hasn't seen it work before. But then also it could just be, you know, the guys are kind of falling out of hope or trust. I don't know if they're feeling like, you know, they're losing the games they need to win and they're not making it happen. So it could mean a lot of things. It could be a big statement that he has to step up and do that. But in my honest opinion, I think guys kind of understand how Josh works and how the offense works. He's going to throw a lot of picks. They're going to be in some, you know, tight ball games and they shouldn't. But, you know, overall, they end up finding a way to, you know, win some good games. Todd, 
I'm going to paint a picture here for Broncos country that might show them a path to winning a game. First of all, are the Bills, even though they're desperate, are they ripe for the picking? They're a one-dimensional offense. They've shown no interest at all in developing a running game. They're putting everything on the shoulders of Josh Allen, who, by the way, has been picked off in five straight games. Uh, defensively, they're banged up. They're not great against the run. Oh, by the way, the Broncos ran the ball 40 times for 153 yards two weeks ago against Kansas City, probably a better defense than the one they're going to be playing at in Buffalo. Is this the right time and the right place and the right intersection for the Broncos to be playing even at Buffalo? I actually do think it's a great um, time for the Broncos to be playing the Bills. Um, like you said, the Bills aren't this dominant force that we've seen them be in, in prior years, and their running game is really like it. I know James Cook is going the best he can, but when you lose a pretty good player in Singletary last year, um, you know your offense is going to struggle. So I think they're keeping the ball in Josh's hands, and he's not always making um, the best decisions. And the great thing about our defense is that they like to get their hands on the ball. So, um, you know, Josh Allen is definitely going to give you a couple of of high high balls or missed targets that you can take advantage of. It's all about us taking advantage of the plays that he gives us. For offense, I mean, running the ball is our key to success. And mm-hmm. So if the Broncos are able to do that successfully again this Sunday, this is definitely a winnable game. I'm not saying, you know, they have high chances of winning it, but, you know, the Bills are right for the picking. We are talking with Todd Davis, Super Bowl champ. His segment is brought to you by the Davis Fund. I want to take a hard right turn up to Boulder. And something that Deion Sanders said on his coach's show yesterday. He said, fighting at practice is a great thing for the team. I always want to know who won because I keep records on who won. I don't break up the fight. Some coaches break them up. I don't. We've had a great week of practice. We had a couple of fights, which I like. I think it's a great thing. Some guys fight hoping for the breakup. Nope. We're going to let you go, and I love it. Eight games into the season, what are your thoughts overall where it sounds like Deion Sanders is not necessarily encouraging fights but doesn't have a problem with fights and then is putting together a score sheet on who won? You know, I'm used to fights in training camp. I will definitely This is a training camp. Right, right. Let, let, yeah. yeah. Keep going. Yeah, I got yeah, yeah, I'm used to fights in training camp. I'll definitely say I had a, you know, a few fights of my own, but um during the regular season I can't remember a time where, you know, guys have fights or coaches openly, you know, admitted they wanted guys to fight. What I think is happening is, you know, the Buffs are just getting their butt kicked up front and he wants to find some dogs. He wants to find somebody with the mentality that, hey, I'm trying to take your head off and I'm not going to stop until somebody pulls me off of you. So I think that's why he's letting them fight. I don't know if I agree with the method, but I understand that, listen, we can't go out and keep having this same showing where Shador is running for his life and nobody's willing to stand up and, you know, put up a fight. So I want to see who's going to be able to be willing to put up a fight in practice, and hopefully that translates to the game. All right. We'll go back left now to the uh, to the Broncos. Give me two or three things that you need to because I think that we can all agree that this is a football team that is evolving. It's improving. I, I don't think – I don't know if it's coming in giant leaps, although I think that you can make the the – the case that after giving up 70, it's been a pretty giant leap 
for the improvement that they've made defensively now here four weeks later, five weeks later. But give me give me some things to look for that to continue to make you feel good about how this team is evolving and how this team is progressing as a, as a total team. You know, really, I feel like, you know, it starts up front with our big guys. Um, you know, our off the lines ran the ball, you know, run blocks pretty well, but I need to see more of that. I need to see them continue to get off the ball, fire out, and really come together as a unit um, to be able to push the pile, allow for our great running backs to have, you know, open holes to run through. Um, that's definitely something I'm looking at. And then on the other side of the ball, um, I need to see some pass rushers win one-on-one blocks. That's something that we weren't able to do at the beginning of the year. That's something that we had to blitz a lot to try and get pressure on the quarterback. But as of last week, I saw Baron Browning kind of take over the game and win one-on-one um, pass blocks. So I think seeing them win, you know, just a four-man rush, no blitzes, no extra stunts, just one-on-one guys being able to execute and get to the quarterback, I think that's really going to help our team and our defense. And I also need to see Russell Wilson continue to step up. I think he had a good first half um, by being able to find the end zone, but I need more production out of him. Um, you know, I don't think 118 yards per game is going to make him a Super Bowl winning team or a playoff caliber team. I need him to execute at a high level um, to be able to put more yards up and more points on the board. All right, plant your flag to the Broncos win on Monday. Oh, this is that. I'm going to say they do not. Um, and it's for a couple of reasons. You know, one, the Bills have not lost back-to-back games this year. They're usually able to bounce back pretty well after a loss. Um, and I think that, you know, I have to see our back end perform well against some pretty good wide receivers and Stephon Diggs and Gabe Davis. I think they're going to have um, the ability to, you know, try and create positive matchups for themselves on offense. The Bills will. So I want to see, you know, Fabian Murrow really step up and have a great week. But I think it's going to be tough, so I do give um, the Bills the win uh, this Monday night. Tell us about the Davis Fund. The Davis Fund is a real estate development firm. I started here in Colorado shortly after I retired from the Denver Broncos, where I build workforce housing, but income housing, and also custom and spec homes. Um, and I love it, man. I'm having a great time doing it, and I would love for anyone to help and get involved to continue to make this city beautiful. How do people get involved? best way to get involved is to contact me via email at todddavis at thedavisfund.com. Reach out. We would love to connect. Hey, Todd, have yourself a great weekend, my friend. Okay, we will do. Have a good one, guys. Thanks, right. Todd. Coming up after the break, we will address what Deion Sanders said, that he writes down the winners and the losers during fights. Has he hit a point where you're like, maybe he's going off the rails a little bit? <laughs> That's next. You know, she comes around. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. They got a lot of nice girls, huh? 
Welcome back. Morning Drive. Goodman Hurdle. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman. Next week, Roller Auctions having five auctions with over 3,000 items, including electric bikes, hardwood flooring, contracting tools, police evidence, and more. Get involved. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending. Presented by Silterhar Mazda. Get to Silterhar in Broomfield for a no-pressure buying experience at Silterhar Mazda or find them at sthmazda.com. We talked about a little bit with Todd Davis. Uh, Deion Sanders said on his coach's show that fighting in practice is a great thing. He wants to know who won because he keeps records of it or using his vernacular, he keeps receipts. Uh, when fights do happen, uh, he's not going to break them up. He's just going to let them go. When you first heard that soundbite, what were your initial thoughts? Uh, trying to figure out what he saw the good of it for. Like, what is what is the result? Is it just a, a confirmation of the testosterone-driven things in football players? By God, you want dogs that, that, that are going to fight and scratch and claw for every bit of, okay, I, I mean, all right. It's, to me, at best, unconventional, at worst, very harmful. When you give a team the ability, when you give the team your blessing to read their press clippings, which is something that he encouraged, Mm -hmm. when you give them all kinds of gifts when they haven't proven enough yet, like The Rock comes to town and you have Little Wayne performing on the field. When you give them so much, so fast, and then you say, it's okay to read your press clippings, with the way they've played, they played recently, is it surprising this is happening? No. There's a part of me that wonders whether this isn't all too individually set up instead of collectively set up. I I feel like a lot of the focus philosophically in Boulder is individual instead of what are we, what are we all doing to get better as a football team? You cannot tell me that fighting in practice eight weeks into your schedule and changing over and changing over your play caller. Eight weeks in, and announcing it twenty four hours before you even do it. I, that that one that one, and I know that that's a for for people on the outside. That's a oh, that's just you guys in the media. No, not really. It 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 speaks about uncertainty of of where you are as a football team when you're making those kinds of changes. But but okay, but I just don't like the I just don't like the whole fighting thing. And, and 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 it's like Todd said, and like we talked about in the first hour, you get it in training camp, long hours. It's hot, hot. outside. You're facing your own guys day in and day out. You've got 85 guys on the or 80 guys, 90 guys, whatever it is. I can't remember what the number is uh, out there. You've got guys in tight spaces. I mean, I get it. That's different than eight weeks into the season when it should be without sounding silly all for one and one for all when you're fighting with your teammates that to me is 
stuff that is you have problems in your locker in your room in your own locker room if, with guys if guys are fighting with each other right. 8 weeks into the season you have a dysfunctional locker room that's my way of seeing it yeah. and and maybe it's overly simplified if it is i apologize but to me that would be the biggest red flag wait a minute you're fighting amongst one another 8 weeks into the season i mean are you kidding me and really and you're encouraging it yeah, I don't. I don't see this. This is what I'm wondering. If Deion Sanders is giving his blessing to fighting during practice eight weeks into the season, and if you're a player on that team and you are fighting for his affection, if you are fighting for your own playing time, if I'm a teenager, I'm thinking if I can impress Deion. I not only keep my spot on the roster, but I'm going to get playing time because I'm going to do what he is in theory asking me to do. And even if a fight isn't necessarily warranted, I'm going to do it anyway because it sounds like this is what the coach wants. Yeah, that, that's an interesting point. I, my, my, I stop at fights this deep into the season and have a positive effect on a team that is reeling the way that Colorado is right now. I don't feel like this is in any shape or form a cohesive unit. How can it be? How's that offensive line feeling right now? Now, you're not going to get guys talking out of turn, but how the hell do you think those guys feel? After the full the full undressing they took publicly in a press conference three weeks ago. Well, I'm going to change every bit of this. What? These are guys that you brought in, guys under your care, guys under your mentorship. It, it's, it's confusing to me. It's un, like I said, it's unconventional at best, and it's harmful at worst. The worst thing that ever happened to Josh McDaniels when he got to Denver was starting 6-0 because all of his behaviors – were enabled because they were 6-0. and When you look at Deion Sanders, you can make the case the worst thing that happened to the start of his tenure was winning the first three games because everything that he has done is enabled. And look at where we are at right now. I'm not taking anything away from the excitement that he has built with this oh, oh, program. Yeah. Yeah. N- none of it. No, He's done a lot of really, really good things. I'm just wondering... If they started one and two, do you think he would be handling things differently? It's a fair question. And I think when I hear things like the fighting bite or sound bite, the answer is probably no. I don't think he would have, I don't think he'd change anything. I think he is who he is. Yep. And you're going to live with it and like it, or you're going to live with it and bear it one way or the other. Because I don't think Dion's going to change. Nope. I don't think he's going to soften. The, and, and, and again, let me say this. I make these comments with the understanding that he's done an unbelievable job changing the direction of this program. He has already, if he left tomorrow, this program would be in so much better a place than he found it that you couldn't even start to describe it. 
Those are facts. But it's where we go from here now. The, the, the Building the program, building the trust with recruits and the families of recruits. Where do you go from here? The hard part is going to be now. Everyone just automatically assumes Dion's going to have the, that magical touch in the recruiting and in the transfer portal and all of those things. But you know what? That might be a one-time thing. Yes, I also, I will think that Deion Sanders is going to be a should continue to be a very good recruiter. But he's I don't think helping himself in that regard with things like the stuff from this week, the fighting stuff, the things like throwing an, an entire position group, an entire room under the bus. That's I don't know how you can make an argument that those are good things for a program in the present and moving forward. What do we have coming up on just in case you missed it? With Gabriel Landeskog sidelined for the season, should the Avs have someone elsewhere the captain see? And what did some coaches and agents say about Sean Lewis's demotion? That's next on Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle on Mile High Sports. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us at You can reach us. Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman. Next week, Roller Auctions is having five auctions with over 3,000 items, including electric bikes, hardwood flooring, contracting tools, police evidence, and much more. Get involved, get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS. By the way, uh, Shadur Sanders just said something. We'll get into it in a minute. And this is as head scratching as you can possibly imagine. No hyperbole. Just trust me on this. With that, uh, we always do every day. Argonaut Wine and Liquor, just in case you missed it. We're not going to miss uh, Josh Robinson. He is one of the guys who runs Argonaut Wine and Liquor. With that, good morning, Josh. How are you? I'm doing good, Eric. How are you? Good. Okay. So, uh, CU has a big game tomorrow. A lot of people are going to be tailgating. Uh, um, yeah, noon kickoff, yeah. man. Barbecue is a tailgate fair for most people. I know that you are a sommelier. Did, did I pronounce it correctly? You're close enough, but you're not Somalier. Right. Is that there Somali- you go. Somalier? Okay, so yeah. <laughs> pe- if people are going to go down to Argonaut Wine and Liquor and pair some wine with some barbecue, what are you recommending? Oh, great question. Well, and and just to say this, I will be one of those people up there tailgating for Good. the game. Um, Fun. Yeah. So, so well, what, wait, 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 hold on. What are, so, you, what are you eating and how are you pairing? That might be a simpler question. Ooh, that's a great question. I think we're probably doing um, just some, like, grilled hot dogs and, you know, um, 
some things like that. You know, for those, I'd probably go with ooh, maybe like a um, a French, like a GSM blend. Uh, you know, a red blend that'll it's a pretty versatile on the lighter end. Will stand up, um, you know, to some of the oils and the foods you're eating. But uh, you know, it it seems like a great day for hot dogs and a good day for college football. Okay, listen, I know you're I know you're not an expert expert in beer. You have people there that are experts in craft beers and things like that. A lot of people want to drink beer at a tailgate. What would you pair with hot dogs? What kind of beer? Ooh, I think something, you know, light, drinkable, something you can have, you know, several of and not notice it. Um, you know, something like a Mountain Time Lager from New Belgium or, uh, you know, um, uh, Pilsner or something like that. Yeah. I like that. That yeah. sounds pretty good. You always have cool events going on. What do you have coming up uh, as we get closer uh, to Thanksgiving, so on and so forth? Yeah, um, we have an awesome event coming up. It's going to be actually uh, early December, so we're a little early, but we're going to be doing a second whiskey wheel. Um, our whiskey wheel event, for those who aren't familiar with it, um, we have like a Wheel of Fortune wheel. You spin it. There are pictures of allocated bottles on it. Whatever you land on, you get the opportunity to purchase. Um, and we're going to be doing this. We're partnering with Sazerac to raise money for um, the Food Bank of the Rockies. Mm. We're going to be uh, raising the price of each bottle by $5, but that whole $5 is going to the Food Bank. That's um, cool. And we're hoping to donate around 12,000 meals from this Wow, event. that's neat. Good on you. Yep. By the way, I just mentioned Thanksgiving. We're not going to talk to you uh, before Thanksgiving again. Turkey, stuffing, gravy. Uh, yep. Bean, uh, green beans. You got to have the green bean casserole, sure. right? So, beer, wine, spirits. What should people want to have on their table with what we know is going to be on the table in terms of food? Yeah. So, for turkey, turkey's actually kind of a tough one to pair for wine, but um, a lighter Pinot Noir is generally good. Um, you can go with some semi sweet wines like a Gewurztraminer or a Riesling. Um, so any of those three, and if you're you know not a fan of sweet wines, I would definitely go with a lighter Pinot. Um, and then you know for spirits, uh, I love making a good Manhattan with my Thanksgiving dinner. Mm. Um, that's kind of my my go-to. So um, you can definitely do one of those. And and beers, you know, again, um, something lighter, something you know that'll stand up to the food, but not not overpower your meal with a ton of bitterness. How do people find Argonaut Wine and Liquor? And if they want stuff delivered, what can they do? Yeah, so um, we are available online, www.argonautliquor.com, um, through our app on the App Store, uh, by phone, 303-831-7788, and um, at our physical location, obviously, 760 East Colfax between uh, Washington and Clarkson. Thanks, Josh. Have a great weekend. Thank you. Have a good one, guys. You too. See you, bye. Time now for the yeah. final word. The final word. Presented by Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar in Lakewood. Greenfield's has everything under one roof, including the best happy hour in town. Two-for-one wine, well, and drafts from 3 until 7 p.m. Just in case you missed it, is presented by Argonaut Wine and Liquor. You need to see why Westward named it the best liquor store in Denver. Five years running. Or order online at ArgonautLiquor.com. I will start this off. We've... Just talked about Colorado and Deion Sanders doesn't have a problem with fights. 
As a player, Dion was a great player. Make no mistake about it, Shadur, excellent quarterback, and certainly the confidence that his father had when he played. Uh, Shadur was asked, who is he a combination of? Okay. He picked a couple of good ones. Tom Brady and Michael Vick saying, it's a mixture because I'm able to stay in the pocket and deliver the ball. I can play like Brady, but I'm also able to extend plays, and if it's not there, take it like Vick. So it just depends. It's funny. Whenever situations in a game occur, they're like, hey, you got to be Vic tonight. You got to be Michael Vick tonight. So that's when we, we bring our legs and I get them involved. Shadur was then asked, so you have Brady mode and Vic mode? He said, yes, both and a legendary mode. Dude, stop it. Stop it. I don't mind the comparisons to the what Brady brought to the game and because he he is good in the pocket and he is good with his legs oh so but i mean the whole legendary thing and, I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna compare myself yeah, i'd be careful to the great, about that to the greatest quarterback of all time right. in the nfl and the greatest running quarterback of all time that's who i am a mix of well i you know you know you know what that reminds me of yeah do you believe i'm gonna put myself so high up on a pedestal right that I'm going to allow guys like Eric Goodman and Bruce Hurdle to <laughs> knock me down. What are you doing? Let your play speak for itself and stop. Which I think he's largely done this year. Not right. Th- not when you compare yourself no. to Brady and Vic. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. I, I mean, the bravado coming out of that program, it, it, it's choking me. What's their record? God. Four and five, right? Okay, four and five. Just be humble. Let people do the talking no, for you. Eric, Eric, stop. You are using the word humble as it relates to the family Sanders. I, that's just, that's not, you're not going to get humble. That's not, that's not their way. And, and we can sit here and argue about whether that's a good thing, a bad thing, a tasteful thing or not, but it's not. That's not the way they function. Did he look like rolling it? Did he look like Brady in the last game? No. Did he look like Vic? No. Pipe down. (laughs) Seriously, stop it already with how great you are and how great Dion is. Prove it. I've always felt like it's better to have other people tell you how wonderful you are than reminding people. You know what? If you're so good, Shadur. Come out in this year's draft, leave daddy at school, go be the number one pick. But you're not going to be because you're going to wait because you want to keep your family together because you think you're going to be the number one pick next year. Well, he's making too much money in NIL. That's the problem. The problem now is you're making so much money in NIL that why would you leave? Jeez. You'd make less money your first year in the NFL than you're making at Colorado. This guy is so setting himself up, and I will ne- and I will keep bringing it up. You're Brady and Vic, huh? Well, you're Brady and Vic. I mean, that's who you are. That you don't say it, but keep it to yourself. I'm going to give him a little bit of a pass because of youthful indiscretion. I, I am. I mean, I, I I just am. Maybe it's just he's thinking about the style of football play, not a a one-to-one comparison. He doesn't run like Michael Vick, and he's not even close. Does he run like Michael Vick? No. Not even close. No. But he is mobile. 
That's fine. He is mobile. He runs like Russell Wilson, and that's a compliment. I think he is going to be a very fine quarterback I think, in the I think, NFL. I think he will be fine. I really think he will be. But don't compare yourself to the greatest quarterback of all time and the greatest running quarterback of all time. Fine. Like I said, I'm, I'm going to give him. It's out there I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. That was Argonaut Wine and Liquor, just in case you missed it. Uh, when you walk in there, you're always going to get great specials specifically on wine. And right now, they're special on wine. Sparkling wines, all box wines, 15% off. It is the weekend. Get a craft beer. I know, nice and we cocktail. should be going into it with a little bit of a lighter air. Don't you think? I got to get Have dr- a good weekend, my I got to get drunk to listen to these quotes just so I can tolerate them. I encourage fighting. I encourage fighting. And then I'm going to write down who won. And I'm Tom Brady. And I'm and I'm also a combination of Mike Vick. Dude, go win the game Saturday. And then go win the week after that. I, I want to hear it. But I'm going to say this. Shador Sanders is not the issue. He's not. In Boulder. He just ain't the issue. He's, he's not the issue. I agree with you. He has kept them afloat. I agree. I think he's a terrific young quarterback and a terrific young man. I do too. But don't say this. Think. Think a little bit. That's all. I'm with you. Make it the best possible weekend. You See can. you guys. 700 little records all-